This episode of Left of Field is brought to you by SpeedFit, the smarter workout combining personal training with EMS to give your muscles a deeper and more effective workout in a fraction of the time. It's Left of Field with Danny Kavanagh. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Left of Field podcast with me, Danny Kavanagh. Today, I am definitely taking the words of this podcast to heart and going a bit left of field. I'm chatting to Matej Halik. Now, he plays professional handball. He actually plays for Australia currently at the moment. Had a really long and successful career. But he's also the brains behind the business SpeedFit. Now, you might have heard of it. You might have seen their studios around Perth, Sydney or Melbourne. It's a very unique way to get your 20 minutes of exercise in each day. And he tells us all about its benefits and how he got started. It's a different chat and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Matei, and welcome to the Left of Field podcast. How are you going today? Doing very well. Thank you so much for having me, Danielle. A new sport, which I haven't discussed yet, which is handball. Tell me, how did you pick up the sport? Oh, yeah, it's very unique, I would say, for Australians, but it's actually very, very common, especially in Europe. So I'm originally from Slovakia, and handball is a very big sport in some European countries, predominantly Germany, Scandinavian countries like Sweden. It's just a huge sport. Even on Olympic Games, the last one in 2000, whatever it was, 16, I think, the summer one, was the second most viewed team sport after the soccer. So it's actually a huge sport with a lot of followers in Europe and South America. He just, for some reason, didn't make it up very big in Australia. I think it's mainly because the AFL and handball players are very typical or similar to AFL players. They're usually very like tall, very athletic, very dynamic. You need to have all that skill set to be a really good handball player. And because AFL is such a strong uh, game in Australia, I think it takes all the talent for itself, yeah. It's a bit more than just playing it in the schoolyard. Uh, you guys jump and move around quite high. What is so good about the sport? What attracts you to it? I love the dynamic and I love that it's a physical sport as well. Uh, exactly as you said, that it's not just a game in a school. Like, that's what my experience was as well when I came here and I explained to my neighbours that I played handball as a professional and they kind of visualised me bouncing the tennis ball in a court or something and someone paying me for doing it. It kind of took the time to explain them, hey, actually, this is a proper sport and you need to run, you need to jump, you need to sprint and so on. So, yeah, I was attracted by the dynamic and, and physical thing. So it's much more aggressive than football. It's similar to AFL. You throw the ball. You need to kind of really go physically to get through the defense. So yeah, I just like the combination. And my father used to play it as well. So I had a little hero at home. So when did you start picking up a handball and giving it a go? I First time, I think, on a primary school, I think I was year two or three when I started to do it in school. And then I went through the like selection camp to join the team. As I said, it's pretty huge. I remember... It's not like nowadays, like you can just kind of show up to any sport and everyone has the opportunity to play. Definitely wasn't like this, especially in Slovakia when I was young. It was hard, uh, like, selection to get in. I remember there was maybe 100 kids coming for a selection and only 20 people will kind of be allowed to actually join a team. So you pretty much need to run, to be fast, jump and so on. And then you actually can start training. I made it when I was year four. 
to as a professional as a club and then I just keep doing it for yeah for many years got to represent your country is that correct so I was representing Slovakia when I was junior I went to world championship in France to play as I said I was part of the sport uh, sports school it's a very different concept I haven't seen anything similar like this in, in Australia and maybe that's why it seems like what is the difference between some European countries pretty much I was training eight times a week for 90 minutes that was my typical day a week meantime going to school so my day will look like 7:30 a.m starting in, in training for 90 minutes then 10 a.m back to school being in school till the two o'clock or something and again 4:30 I will go for another 90 minute session and I will repeat that again and again and again so that was hectic and because I was part of that school, and I had I trained a lot. I managed to get on the national team as well. So in handball, is there different type of positions? What type of player are you and what was your role within the team? Yes, yeah, so you have different, obviously you have one goalkeeper and then you have six players. So it goes from the wings, left and right, you have a left and right back. And then you have a center back, which is kind of like a, the center who organizing the game and passing the balls. And then you have a pivot who is typically kind of trying to be in a defense and creating the space and helping with the, with the set plays. So my position was a center. I'm not as tall as typical handball player. So I was more like the one who is a quicker and thinking and preparing positions for everyone around. Do you guys have set gameplays that you organize in training? Or is there tactics? How do you like to play? Are you a dirty player out there? <laughs> I would say when I was young, yes, I don't like to lose. I think that's something that I now do the same thing in, in, at work that I'm really passionate if I'm doing something. I don't like to lose. So I wouldn't say dirty, but I'm really passionate and I just hate losing. So when, especially when I was young, I was probably more on that that is side as well. And in terms of the set plays, yes, like it's, it's heavily developed game, especially when you play on like professional level, just to casually play, it won't really help you out. When I was playing on like top level in Slovakia, we will remember 40, 50 set plays from each side. So me as a center back, I had to remember every single set play from any position as well, because I need to know like what happens. So it was a lot of, lot of combinations. And now the top teams in like Bundesliga and so on, they will play even more set plays. Like it's it's really heavily tactical sport because if you come to the best to the best, all the set plays make the difference. If you're facing like yeah amazing people and really high quality of players, those set plays will make the difference. Obviously, going to the Olympics and getting to represent your country, were you a bit of a a star? Not really. I wouldn't say that. Like when I was very young, I would say yes. When I was fourteen, I was voted as the best player in Slovakia. But then because I wasn't that tall. I would say it's kind of went to the average of the good teams and I was really part of the great team. So that's probably what made me to kind of play on that level as well. But the the height is really determine how successful you're going to be. And I'm like 176 centimeters. So all my mates, pretty much two meters at least, that will make massive difference how successful you can be in that sport. So that's why I also stopped in Slovakia to play when I was 20 because I didn't see myself to be very successful as a professional. I just kind of finished that and started focusing on a business. And you then came over to Australia. What was that behind that decision? It was actually business and lifestyle. I was here in Australia as a student and I loved the country. I was here in Perth for six months. Then we were traveling around Australia, Asia, and I just remember that this was an amazing place. 
especially here in Perth. We used to live in Cottesloe for like six months or something, and I just loved that place. So later in the life, when the opportunity came to open a business here, we decided to open it here in Perth and, and move here. And I play in Australian handball team, and uh, I went through all these procedures to get my citizenship, which happens in 2019. And then at the, in 2020, in January, the Australian national team was playing in Asian Handball Championship in Kuwait. And I managed to get to the national squad. Yeah, I, I played for the for Australian team there as well. How is the Australian team going? How do you see the sport at the moment? I would say it's challenging, uh, obviously, because of the lack of followers, I would say, in, in so many sports out there. So it's not as recognised as uh, in Europe, for example. So it makes more difficult. There's a lot of passionate people in Australia who love handball. And then they really, as, as a volunteers, I would say, they're helping to kind of survive this sport and make their mark. The team, we went there. It's purely based on like amateur sport people. We are not like any professionals or even half professionals. There are some guys from Australian team who play in Europe as a semi-professionals. They helped us in the team. But to going as a national team on such an event like was the Asian Championship, where pretty much everyone except Australia and New Zealand are full professionals, yeah, obviously it was challenging. Yeah, so what do you think the Australian handball committee and community need to do to grow the sport? Hard one. I don't know what to like to advise them. I'm also president here for Handball of the West in Western Australia, so I have pretty good understanding what they're trying to do, and I think they're doing a really good job, or they're trying their best. It's just really difficult, I would say, that uh, you really need to have someone who is passionate about the sport and willing to support it. Unfortunately, there's not much tradition of handball in Australia, and some sports, they get much more I would say funding that allows them to grow the sport. You need to really have passionate people who are maybe like a sponsors or someone who can bring some money into it. Because the challenge is to really capture more people and have a lot of venues at the same time. Because it's indoor sports, so you need to have a court available. They need to have cer- certain size and so on. So it's pretty challenging. I think in WA we have just one club. In East Coast it's much better. Especially Brisbane has a really good base. They're working with the schools and universities, so I think that's the way to go. They have really, I would say maybe 70% of the national team is based from, from Brisbane boys, and, and they're just doing a fantastic job with the like, grassroots development through the schools. Speed Fit is a 20-minute deeply effective workout. Now, it's based on EMS training, electric muscle stimulation, and this is where it mimics the natural action of your central nervous system, sending electric impulses that contract your muscles. Now, each workout is tailored to the individual needs, and you can vary it accordingly if you're elderly or injured or you just want to build up a certain area. This is exercise that you need. Now, they're not like ordinary gyms. You have private lessons, you wear really strange clothes, but honestly, you feel amazing afterwards. And today, SpeedFit are offering all my left of field listeners 10% off your trial. All you have to do is use the code left of field. Check the show notes for further details, but I really recommend it. I went and oh my God, who knew that doing a simple squat could be so hard? you really have a good passion for fitness and you've taken that into your life outside and off the court. So you are the CEO and co-founder of SpeedFit. Now, this is an innovative workout using the electromuscle stimulation. Can you tell us a bit about what SpeedFit is? Cool. So, yeah, it's a personal training combined with this electromuscle stimulation. 
and that makes your workout much more efficient. So I have the passion of, for the fitness and I'm really passionate to be fit, but I just don't have time. And I think there is so many people out there that have the same problem as I have. That I have young family, I have a kid, I have a work, and uh, I just want to be fit, but I don't have time to spend hours and hours in the gym. So SpeedFit is kind of solution for those busy people. Yeah, so it's a 20-minute workout and I'm going very basic here trying to f- paint a picture for our listeners, but you yes. wear some black tight clothing, like, you know, a suit, and then you're basically wrapped up in this Velcro vest and around your arms and legs that all have um, electronic cables connected to you, to this machine. And while you're doing the workout, you know, doing squats and minimal movement, there's pulses being sent to your body. Now, tell me, Obviously, you being a professional athlete yourself, what are the benefits of doing exercise like this? Because it looks pretty strange. <laughs> yes, yes. It looks strange, and it, especially when you look from outside and, and people passing by our window and say it's like the most efficient workout, a really hard workout, and they see people just standing and do little moves, and they can't get the idea how that can be really hard. But exactly as you said about those straps and those vests, each of the vests has like electro... Uh, like electrode that kind of stimulates your muscle and creating that muscle contraction. So instead of you lifting or pushing something, the electromuscle stimulation will uh, will pretty much create that same effect. Uh, so for me as a as an athlete, I would say has all the benefits. The science says that doing 20 minute session of speed feed equals to like two 45 minute sessions of high intensity interval training. And that's massive advantage. And another big benefit what I see is there is low impact. So we don't need to lift any weights. So when we used to train, we had to lift so much stuff and, and move stuff. And obviously your body is kind of tired of that, especially when you get older. So especially for 35 plus and above, the speed fit is just amazing way of getting all the benefits of high intensity interval training without putting any pressure on their joints. How did you come up with this concept? Again, in Europe, it's, the technology is quite popular over there. It's been used by professional athletes, also in handball, in ice hockey. Russians used to use the technology as a secret weapon for their athletes. And then Germans engineers, they kind of tweak the technology into like general public usage. So similar micro studios as we have here in Australia are quite popular, especially in Germany. And I've seen concept there with Open Studio in Slovakia as well. And then we took that concept over here, kind of redesigned it into the Australian market and kind of created a concept here and, uh, and replicated, yeah. You now have studios all across WA. You know, there's many fads in the sporting world that come and go. But how is speed fit different? Because it's not a fad, but we, we heard that very beginning, and you're, you're right, because a lot of people were kind of doubting what we do. I would say the clients are the, the, the guys or people who decided if it's fad or not, just the si- pure science behind it. So I think what makes us successful is actually the results of the client. So we opened one location, first location in 2013 in Norbridge, and because the, the amazing results our clients had. How tank experience goes. Explain to me how you <laughs> went on that show and what the resulted from that. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. I remember just watching that show and I loved it. And my wife was suggesting, why you don't apply for that? It would be really good. I think you guys can make it. So we did. We went for a casting. 
we showed them the concept. They were actually very keen to try it. So they actually asked us, hey, we're finishing at 3 o'clock. We're discussing. We have two hours before we go on a plane. Can we actually jump and try it? So we organized for them the trial session and just, just loved it. And they told us, no, guys, you're going to be you're going to be on Shark Tank. It's just fantastic. This is the kind of product you're looking for the show. So then we knew that it's something really, really cool and we can go there uh, and present the concept. Our goal was to kind of get the offers from sharks and show the general public that it's exactly not the Fed, but that sharks can see actually value in our business and invest. Uh, and we achieved that. We, we received the offer from Janine and, and, uh, and Steve. Uh, it wasn't the right offer for us, but it was great exposure for what we're doing. It was an amazing experience. Uh, the, the sharks were just amazing. They, they gave us a lot of good feedback. And it was just really good experience. Yeah, great. But you obviously, even though you got the offers, you decided you wanted to do it your own way and went out and opened so the first studio in Northbridge. And now fast forward, how many studios do you have around WA? So in WA, we have 13 locations. We're about to open 14 in Baldavis in early 2021. Uh, plus we have locations across uh, Melbourne and Sydney as well. So total, we have 21 locations across three states. Wow. And what do you see the future of SpeedFit? I think more locations because we, we pretty much have a product that a lot of people want. I think the kind of key, what it is, we're giving clients results. It's very cost-effective, very time-efficient. It's targeting the right demographic as well. It's very, as I said, we're targeting people who are 35+, plus, who are really busy professionals, busy moms with kids. They pretty much don't have time to, uh, to join the gym or they are not kind of already in a stage to kind of lift all the weights in a traditional gym. So we can offer them all the benefits and results. And I think that's kind of driving our business and demand for our business. Uh, so we'll just keep opening more locations across Australia. Great. And we're also giving a nice little discount to all my listeners so they can head out to one of the many locations and give it a go themselves. I will give all the details to that in the show notes. And with your handballing career, what what's coming up next? When is Australia next competing? When can we all watch you? <laughs> Good question, actually, uh, because due to COVID, uh, you don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, like pretty much this season was non-season. Uh, nothing happened, uh, obviously, because we can't travel. Even the national team, we can't meet because it's uh, interstate travel. Uh, was not allowed. So the next kind of big event is again the Asian Championship. It's scheduled in 2022 in Dubai. I think the next year will be just kind of to get everyone in shape and practice. Uh, we'll see how the COVID restrictions will hold us back from kind of meeting together or we will be just all practicing on it, on our own and then we'll just meet before and go for it. Great. We'll be looking forward to that. And um, I bet everyone's very interested and intrigued to try out this new way of exercising. So I hope everyone gives it a go. I do like to ask everyone who comes on the show, what's a motto that you like to live life by? Yeah, one thing what we live by at, at work, at SpeedFit, is that fitness shouldn't overtake your life, but fit into it. And that's why we drive the SpeedFit in a way that we want to make sure that you have time for everything else, but also uh, fitness fit into it. And for everyday life, I think the, I just love challenges and I just want to enjoy every day. Cause, and COVID showed us as well, you can't really plan as much in the future. You never know what happens. So it's worth to kind of enjoy every day. That's great. And yeah, it's all about having balance in life, but making the most of it. I really love both of them. Thank you so much for giving up your time and sharing, you know, the brains behind SpeedFit. 
you know, you're an athlete yourself and I think that's what's so great that you are really taking what you've learned about a, from a competitive sport and sharing it with the rest of us and how we can all benefit from that. Very excited to see what happens in the future, but thank you so much for chatting to us today. Thank you so much, Danielle, for having me. I would just like to say a big thank you to Matai for giving up his time to chat to me. Go out there, everyone. I really recommend that you take advantage of the sneaky deal I've got lined up for you and you give this sport a go. Let me know what you think. I loved it, so I think you will too. It's, it's, it's great fun and you definitely feel the workout. Listen back to the other episodes. Stay tuned for some more epic chats. And otherwise, have a great week.